Nakai, J.A. Adande, David Dennis Jr., Frank Isola. T-minus 27 hours. But could it be no Travis oh, Kelsey God. and no Chris Jones for the defending champs in the season opener? The latest. Kansas City, Detroit, next. The latest. Right there. The latest on Travis Kelsey, the swelling in the hyperextended knee being monitored. ACL said to be intact, which of course is very good news. That this could be a one to two week injury. Not great news for tomorrow night. The latest on Chris Jones and his contract dispute. He was at a team function for charity today. There was a podium. He spoke at that podium. He wouldn't talk about negotiation details, but if a deal gets done, he said, I can be out there tomorrow. This is indisputably two of KC's three best players going into the season opener as they defend their championship at home. Mina Kimes around the horn to you. 27 hours out. What's the level of concern for the champs on opening night? It feels like the football gods heard us all summer saying the Chiefs were a dynasty and they were unstoppable and said, interesting, let's see what we can do to throw a wrench into that plan. Because you're right, these are two of the three most important players outside of Mahomes. I'll start with Chris Jones, who I am very skeptical of that we'll see uh, early in the season. Uh, This is a massive, massive loss for Kansas City, not just because of how good he is, and he is arguably one of the best, if not the best defensive tackles in football, led at the position in snaps, pressures, and pass rush win rate last year, but because of how thin they are on their defensive line. Jones had 15 and a half sacks. There is no one who was playing Thursday who had more than six last season with Amenahu out. And they go up against an offensive line that I believe is one of the best in the NFL and was the best offense in the NFL last year against the Blitz. So doing that will be problematic as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I think, is something that is an absence that they could scheme around. But uh, his absence rising up so quickly, rather, you know, having this be a problem that they didn't anticipate, I think makes it especially difficult for Kansas City. This was an offense that lived in 12 and 13 personnel, meaning two or three tight ends on the field last year. Now we ask, okay, does this mean they're going to play with three wide receivers? Which wide receivers? How are they going to game plan without him in the run game? There's just so many unanticipated issues that will make this matchup difficult for Kansas City because of the short notice. So the losing two of your three best players, never great for any team. But for this team specifically, you think it matters quite a bit. I'm not above a preview to a preview and a pick them at a game that's tomorrow night. But we'll get to that in a second. Frank Isola, I'll bring you in here on concern for the champs to start a season. Well, as long as Patrick Mahomes is going to be behind center, I have a lot of confidence in him. Let's remember, we heard the same thing about Tyree Kill when he couldn't play last year and had it work out for the Chiefs. I still think Kelsey will play, and he'll repeat what he said at the end of the Super Bowl. Nobody thought we can do it, or in this case, nobody thought that I would be back playing. Yes, Mina's right about Chris Jones, but come on, it's all a negotiation. He even hinted that maybe he would be available to play on Thursday. I highly doubt it. Maybe they'll give both of them this week. One guy's injured, one guy, we don't know how much he's practiced. But the Kansas City Chiefs in the long run, come on, let's be honest, they'll be just fine. David Dennis Jr. For tomorrow night, this team does seem to be in trouble, and especially it's without Chris Jones. They were top four in uh, pressure rate with him, bottom four without him. They're going to struggle mightily to stop that Detroit Lions 
offense that was a powerhouse to the second half of that season. They look to be carrying on that momentum. But in terms of what they're looking at through the rest of the season, the Chris Jones thing looks like it might be resolved at late by maybe week eight or so. Kelsey be back in a couple weeks. If you're 500 by then, which you should be with Patrick Mahomes, you can get in the playoffs. And this is the team that once you're in the playoffs and healthy, you cannot bet against them. So there's is a rocky beginning of their season, but get to the playoffs healthy, and it's hard to say the Chiefs are not going to be favorable. All right, but, but you are allowing for the possibility they'll be without Jones for the first half of the season. J.A. Adande, if that's the case, and that's what we're talking about timeline there. And for Kelsey... Well, we're talking about maybe some swelling this week. Maybe he's out. Maybe next week. Maybe not. Maybe that lingers. Are you concerned? It, it could linger, but I'm not so concerned about the outcome of this game or even the first few weeks of the season. I'm concerned about the cumulative effect of all the success that they've had. Travis Kelsey's played 18 postseason games. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has played 14 himself. You're talking about basically an extra season's worth of games that these guys have played in the wear and tear. We saw, we saw Mahomes limping to the finish line literally last year, and then Kelsey goes down with a non-contact injury at the start of this season. So, yes, I believe Mahomes can overcome a lot, but you're asking him to do a lot very early on. You're asking him to maybe keep pace with the, with the defense that's going to allow opponents to put up points if they can't rush the quarterback without Jones. You're asking him to take away his favorite receiver. And also remember, they don't have Juju Smith-Schuster, so between him and Kelsey, that's 2,300 receiving yards last year that might not be available to Mahomes at the start of this season. Frank, so you're you back in on that, though. You seem to think it's not a problem. On. Well... Yeah, two things. I mean, Chris Jones is showing up at team functions. He showed up at a charity event, which kind of leads you to believe that they're probably really close. And come on, J.A., Tom Brady had a lot of cumulative playoff games as well. The guy played until he was 43 years old. I get it. The pieces around Patrick Mahomes are going to change a lot. But as long as that dude is on the field playing, they're going to be fine. Patrick Mahomes in his season openers. Anybody know the stats on that? And it is, you know, almost half a dozen seasons. 18 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's near, near perfect QB rating Not bad. in his season openers. He always comes to play. But the other side of the field is fascinating in this season opener, the Detroit Lions. David Dennis Jr. just said the momentum that they had last year. Does momentum carry through a spring and a summer? We'll find out. The hype is extremely high, both from the league. They put them on four primetime games this season. And from the fans, they sold out season tickets. Sold out for the entire year, the Detroit Lions this year. So, here we are with a franchise that notoriously gets off the slow start. And one playoff win in the Super Bowl era. And one division crown in the last 30 years. They've never won the NFC North. But for the question of how real the optimism is, I'm looking for a panelist right now that will pick the Lions to win the division. Anybody? Anybody? How about you, Frank Isola? I, I wish it would be me, but it's not going. You just mentioned the numbers. I haven't won a playoff game since 1991, for crying out loud. In New York, the Jet fans complain all the time, oh, we haven't had any success. Within the last 20 years, the Jets went back to back-to-back conference title games. Detroit Lions don't do anything. It's an easy team to root for, no question about it. But think about it. Two years ago, they start out 0-8. Last year, 2-6. I don't think they'll repeat that. What they have going for them is a very good quarterback. There is a certain mojo to this team, absolutely. And the division isn't great. So they have a chance. David, did I see your hand go up when I, I was looking for somebody to pick a winner in the division? <laughs> You're getting a Denzel Washington style guarantee 
A, uh, NFC North My man. champions for the Detroit Lions. All right. I think part okay. of it is All because right. of, of, you know, how good that team is, how they've improved. Um, both sides of the line of scrimmage have improved the, at the running back position. But also, Frank alluded to it, that division I don't think is that good. The Packers obviously are trying to, you know, figure out the quarterbacks and, you know, see what they have with their quarterback. I think that, you know, the Vikings are sort of in a mild rebuild. The Bears are going to be a little bit better. But I think the Lions are just going to be the better team in that division. Now, as far as where they go beyond that, not too totally sure. Golf, I still have a few doubts about where you can go beyond winning that division. Uh, 18th when he was under pressure um, as, as a quarterback. So there are some concerns about going beyond that, but I think they're winning the division. Jay Donnie, how do you feel about this Lions team? Is the hype earned? Is it deserved? Is the optimism high? They should be optimistic. And even if they get Mahomes in this first game, you look at the early part of the schedule, you've got teams like the Seahawks and the Falcons and the Panthers in there. So they should be able to rack up wins. They're not going to get Whoa, off the Whoa, you threw the Seahawks in there. I saw that. Me, the racing eyebrow over a playoff team last year. But, I mean, look, Jared Goff, the second half of last season, his QBR doubled from the first half. His overall numbers look like the Pro Bowl version of him in L.A. under Sean McVay. I'm allowing for Dan Campbell to learn on the job, right? He, he, he got some things out of the way. He, he's going to be a better coach than we've seen before. He has to be. Uh, he's smart enough to, to implement and learn from the mistakes that he's made over the course of his first couple of seasons there. So it's a good reason for optimism there. Yeah, you can go ahead and put him at the top. Peter Kimes, how about you? Uh, yeah, I will courageously join my peers in selecting the betting favorite, the Detroit Lions, to win the <laughs> NFC North. Uh, you know, the offense was very good last year, top five by just about every metric. I expect that to continue because while Jared Goff does still struggle under pressure, he's rarely under pressure. This is a top three offensive line in football. They should be better than they were last year when they were missing one of their starters. The defense remains the concern. They've made a lot of investment on that side of the ball, particularly in the secondary, adding Cam Sutton, very underrated corner, Chauncey Garner-Johnson at safety, drafting Brian Branch. A little skeptical about the run defense, but I think on the strength of that offense and a much better pass defense, they will be a strong team and a division winner. That's a big picture. Talk to me about tomorrow night. Now at the horn, we've got a matchup here where Detroit's got a lot of hype coming in. You just said it, Mita Kimes, a lot to love. And you have KC missing potentially two of their three best players. Who do you got? I'm not betting against 15. I still have Kansas City. I don't feel great about okay, it. Okay, there. Same thing, I'm going with Mahomes and the Chiefs. David Dennis Jr. A tepid uh, endorsement of the Chiefs here. Yeah, and Frank Isola. <laughs> Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Oh, now oh, it's no. a guarantee. Oh, oh. Buy or sell next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Caleb Willis to GQ Magazine. Quote, I've always been able to choose the team I've played on, but now going into the next part of my career, it's weird because it's uncertain. You don't know anything. You have no control. You can't control anything. So are any of you reading that as Caleb Williams could stay in college and not enter the draft? If he doesn't like what team is picking number one? His father was additionally in this story. Didn't mince words calling the draft backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation. But also said his son has two shots of the apple. If there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. J.A., buy or sell Caleb Williams not going pro after this year. I'm buying it. Use what leverage you have. We've seen quarterbacks in the past subvert the draft like John Elway and Eli Manning. And it's better than ever time to do it because you do have NIL. You couldn't watch a game and see a commercial break without seeing Caleb Williams this year. So the financial impact of coming back would be lessened if he chooses to go in the draft next year. David Dennis Jr. I'm buying Caleb and Carl stances here because they're absolutely right. The NFL draft is, you know, an injustice to the players who come out. You should be able to be able to pick the schools, the, the teams that you go to. You shouldn't have to have the option of either playing for a future team, i.e. the Arizona Cardinals, where it looks like it's going to be most likely the number one pick this, this year, or go back to college football, even though you're going to make money, but make a little bit less money and then risk injury. Like, you should be able to come into the NFL, pick the team you want to go to, and do this without a draft and maximize your potential. That is a should, of course, but that's not the reality of the position he's in right now. Frank Isola, can you see a world where Caleb Williams says, ah, you know what, I'm going back to school. I don't like Arizona or some other team. I mean, Peyton Manning did it, but eventually you're going to come out and guess what? To all due respect to Caleb Williams and his father, they're not going to change the way the NFL does its draft. So he's going to be a number one pick either this year or next year. I think it'll be this year, and he's going to go to the worst team in the league. That's just the way it is. Mina Kimes. Yeah, I'm dubious because even if he doesn't want to go to Arizona this year, there's a good chance it might be Arizona again next year, Caleb, the way that roster is trending, or some other team that's not very good. It's very hard to control where you end up. None of the teams picking near the top are very good. I think we're seeing that right now with some of the rookie quarterbacks over the last few years. And while the NIL aspect does lessen the financial blow of staying, it's still a lot less money, and you're still exposing yourself. Mina, would you say when the Cardinals traded in the draft, everybody knew why? Yes, I did. Would you, I think I did say that. Would you also yeah. say about Caleb Williams, you know, what's amazing is that he can always keep his focus downfield while he's scrambling around and stall like contraptions. I'm sorry, Mina was quoted in the GQ piece, and that's exactly what she said. So I'm, I'm plagiarizing Mina to Mina. Uh, thank you for your time, Mina. David. Jay Adade, Frank Isola. Showdown next.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The U.S. Open is American this year. Last night, Coco Golf, Ben Shelton, superstars. Golf is rolling right now, and she's the first American teenager to get this far in 22 years. Since, of course, Serena Williams. Shelton is 20, so that doesn't apply to him, but his breakthrough and beating Tiafo had everything else going for it. He's picking up the phone and dialed in, but he's hanging on doubters. That's what he's doing, his first career semi. It's the upset of the tournament. Jay, let's have a debate here, okay? Because Yes, they're both great, but which result do you argue is bigger? It's bigger to be Coco Goff and what she's doing. Why? Because in American tennis, the title of queen is bigger than the title of king. Yeah, the stadium's named after Arthur Ashe. The entire grounds are named for Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. Frank Isola? You just answered your own question. That's why it's Shelton. No American man has won a major since 2003. Andy Roddick, unfortunately, you got to go through Djokovic and then likely Carlos Alcaraz, which will not be easy. That this be moment, Serena, though, with Andy the upset Roddick. of the tournament belongs to Shelton. Coco has got more work to do. And when she does it, it's going to be huge. We'll move on. 400 home runs for Giancarlo Stanton last night. Not in one night. That would be a record or something. It's an old Kenny Main line. Uh, but to get on a list with McGuire, Ruth, Rodriguez, and now Stanton. That's the list of the fastest to 400. Stanton's taken a lot of the blame of the Yankees' tank job this season. And maybe even the last couple of years. Barely hitting over 200. But what is 400 for Stan? Come up with the word, Frank. Uh, it's not 500. That's what it is. And I think you're right. Stanton has had a terrific career, but he doesn't hit for average. He strikes out too much. He can't run and he can't field. He's the poster child for this Yankee team. 400 is a tease. It, it hints at what he could have done. Why? Because at his rate of hitting home runs, if he played full seasons, he'd be closing in on 600. That may be true. He's only 33. Problem. You think he, he can still get to 500? No, you think he can still get... He gets put up numbers. Definitely. One more showdown here. I love this story. Angels team photo. What do you notice about the Angels team photo? You notice that Otani isn't Otani. There's a body double in an Otani jersey. The team's going to Photoshop his head on it. Jay, is that something or nothing? It's something. It's something really stupid. If Otani isn't available for the team photo, you reschedule the team right? photo because he is the team. The photo is taken at spring training at the end of the year. They have to be worried if he's in the spring training photo in 2024. Mm. That's yes, the big photo. Yes. Not the Photoshop him in. Right, but they didn't use Sean Figgins or David Eckstein from Angels years of past. That would have been something. Frank Isola, FaceTime. Oh, wow. Of course, the biggest story in college football is the Colorado Buffaloes. The latest is that Tom Brady texted Shador Sanders. Now, he didn't text him congratulations on winning the national championship, even though their game was treated like that. He texted him and said, don't be satisfied. That was the best part of that story. Despite all the talk back and forth, the nonsense, how cool the story is that a father and a son in that moment. Shador Sanders, excellent job. Keep it up. Thanks for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Go, go, Coco.